0: This is the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom. In this week's podcast... And when you get really close to God and you begin to hear His voice, what you realize is every day there's somebody whose life yours intersects with that you can put your hand on their shoulder and say, because of what Jesus has done to me, here's how I can serve you.
1: Welcome or welcome back to the Activate podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom, a ministry resource of Journey Church International in Lee Summit, Missouri. My name is Brandon and I will be having a conversation today with Pastor Christian who is currently on location in Israel. Around this time every year, we affectionately call this Sunday our 2020 Journey Church International Vision Sunday. It's really our opportunity as a church to look back and celebrate all that God has accomplished. And look forward with anticipation all that God has in store for um, us this year. So, Pastor Christian, great to see you on the Zoom call. Great to hear your voice from the other side of the world. Would you uh, take a few moments to share what is happening with the team in Israel and uh, why
0: you would encourage everyone to take a trip to the Holy Land? Yeah, Brandon. So it's yeah, it's good to be here. Good to see you. a friendly face on the other side of the uh, of the call. We just finished up day eight today, our final day of what we call pilgrimage, mm-hmm. uh, walking through the pages of Scripture. I mean, literally, I just got off the bus, uh, and we finished today Passion Day. So we began um, this morning at the upper room of Jesus uh, in Upper Jerusalem, uh, and we spent time today walking down through the Kidron Valley. We spent time in the Garden of Gethsemane. We spent time at Caiaphas' home. Uh, we spent time walking the Via della Rosa, the way of the cross. We spent time at the Antonia fortress where Pilate, uh, would have, would have pronounced, uh, Jesus crucifixion on him. We walked to the church of the Holy Sepulchre or the, the Holy Tomb, uh, where the traditional, uh, site of the crucifixion and burial and resurrection of Jesus was. And then we ended, um, our day at the garden tomb, which is an, another location uh, that's a possibility for the tomb of Jesus. And I told our group, we end with communion and worship together mm. outside the garden tomb. And I said, we have visited two places now where Jesus may have been buried in at Both of them. He is not there anymore. That's uh, he's good. risen. The good, the good news is that Jesus is alive. And because Jesus is alive, we're alive spiritually. And it's just been a great trip. But, you know, I told our group again, I was so glad they could be with us. And I'm so glad to be in Israel. I mean, Brandon, I, um, this is my eighth trip here leading, um, officially guiding, but every time my feet stand, stand in scripture, uh, it just reaffirms it to me, you know, faith is real, uh, and faith has to be exercised, you know, just like your, your biceps and your triceps and your legs have to be exercised. And it's good every now and then for your faith to breathe and to just be reminded again, it's real, it's history. It was here. Uh, they were here, and to just have your faith worked out a little bit right. uh, I, I would love for all of our people to be here. you know we saw so many amazing sights. We spent the entire day Saturday with our ministry partners every time the people at our church, given the offering a portion of that goes to our two ministry partners in Israel, and we saw uh, we saw everything from the valley of Ella, where David killed Goliath to the Jordan River, where many of our people made a pilgrimage baptism um, you know to the tomb, the empty tomb of Jesus today. And when you talk to most of our people and ask them what their favorite thing was, it was spending time with our ministry partners, hearing Mm -hmm. how our church is having impact uh, for the for the gospel uh, in Israel through Eitan and Avi Shalom and Philip and Heidi, the people we support over here and their wonderful ministry. Uh, So it's just good to be here. I I would love for every person in our church to come. Uh, I think it would be a huge step forward in their faith. I think it would increase their faith. I think it would increase their knowledge. I think it would increase their desire to read the Bible. Uh, and one of my friends who came several years ago said, before Israel, the Bible was a 2D black and white book. Mm-hmm. And after Israel, the Bible became a 3D book that was in vibrant color. Uh, so for, for people who want to know more of Scripture and more of Jesus, this is just a, a great place to do it. So start, so start saving uh, and come with us to the Holy Land and meet our ministry partners. See what Jesus is doing here today and walk through what Jesus did in history.
1: Well, it sounds like you guys have had a great time. I've been following everyone's pictures on Facebook and Instagram, so I, I'm sure they're having a blast. And But we're looking forward to having you back. Uh, on Sunday, it's going to be a big day here at Journey. We'll release our annual vision report and, and you have the Kansas City Chiefs playing in the Super Bowl to look forward to when you get back. So here's right. my question. What, what are you looking forward to the, mo- uh, to the most? Uh, a Chiefs victory or celebrating with Journey all that God has done and, and prayerfully doing or
0: will do in our community? Does it make me unspiritual that I have to pause and consider that question exactly right. for a moment? Um, between 8 and about 1 p.m., because we've got 14 or 15 baptisms on Sunday, so we'll be baptizing. Uh, I will be thrilled, and Monday, uh, I will be thrilled to share with Journey all that God has done, all that God is doing. But boy, between 5 p.m. and around 9 p.m., I am really hoping that we can celebrate a Chiefs victory. I just think that'll be so good for our city, uh, so fun for our fans. I think it'll just breathe a little life. Uh, into community and and healthy community so strong so sure uh, i i hope that uh, coach reed and patrick mahomes and travis kelsey and the boys uh, pull it off we'll see Um, but regardless of whether they win or lose so excited for what god has done at journey and is getting ready to do
1: well here's a real question pastor christian why why is it so important that journey um, continues to hear vision every year We, we pause a sunday just to hear vision what why is that so important
0: you know, Nehemiah, in the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah came back to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem and he did it a a a huge undertaking. He rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem in 52 days. And on the first day of that project, he said, Here's what we're gonna do. And in the middle of that project, on day twenty-seven, like like right in the middle, hmm. he recast the vision. Um good vision, even the best of vision. It just has to be reiterated so that we can stay intentional. When we read the parable of the sower, Jesus said some, some falls on the rocks, never really makes it to the heart. Um, some falls on the path, never makes it to the heart. Some falls on the rocks, stays real, shoil, uh, stays real shallow. Mm-hmm. And then he said some falls along, along the thorns. And he doesn't say bad people change their mind about how important Christianity is. Um, he doesn't say sinful people choose the sensual pleasure of sin over Christianity. He said, people just get really busy in life and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of wealth and, you know, thinking working hard can give you security. Just all the things that happen in life, they just don't allow the seed to plant deep. So vision Sunday for us is, is always twofold. Um, Mm -hmm. One, it's what God is doing in the life of the individual. Um, You know, are you growing? Are you moving? We said this week with the apostle Peter, Peter said 2020, your faith is going to be defined by one of two words. Um, it's it's either going to be um, ineffective,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or it's going to be growing. Um, you you either going to be totally in, ineffective in your faith, or you're going to be moving forward in your faith. But you can't stay stagnant. Uh, and for us, life is so busy that it's important every now every now and then. It's especially at the beginning of the the calendar year and the beginning of school year that we stop and we have two vision Sundays and we say, all right, let's be super intentional about spiritual movement in your life. Let's be super intentional about spiritual growth um, in your life this next year. And and then we say, hey, if we will do that as individuals, just like we did with the the building project, Mm -hmm. if enough individuals are following Jesus together, the cause of the church, that people would love God, that people would uh, love and reach others, That people would serve others. If people are following Jesus, the cause of the church is accomplished. Hmm. So we just pull back every now and then and say, hey, let's get macro instead of micro. Here's the vision of God for your life that you move, that you grow, that you become more like Jesus. And if all of us do that together, here's what our church will accomplish. If we will love God, if we will serve people. Uh, we will reach people and we'll we'll do the kingdom work that God has called us to do. So it's just important, you know, as, as a, in any organization, um, you can get focused on the details of the day. And instead of, you know, the big picture of the call, Envision Sunday is a time for us to just say, hey, let's remember what we're called to as Christians. Let's remember what we're called to as a church. And let's make sure we don't get off center. Let's measure it and see if it happened next uh, last year. Um, and and let's kind of set a direction for this year, and try to try to see even more things done for the kingdom of God, that God's kingdom will come on earth um, as it is in heaven. In Lee Summit, in Kansas City, this year because of our church. That's great.
1: Well, Pastor Christian, working with you behind the scenes, a journey. I know, I, I really know how it's important for you to see people experience spiritual growth. Um, you state in your message on Sunday that the goal we have for every person engaged at Journey in 2020 is that they would grow spiritually. As a Christian, as you stated on Sunday, our lives should always be marked by movement. So what, what are some strategies you would recommend so that we can avoid what perhaps sometimes feels like to many of us as a, as a season of dryness or zero movement spiritually?
0: Well, one, as, as we talked about on Sunday, I think you have to choose an area and pursue it. Hmm. You know, I I don't know that you can grow strong in 10 different areas this year. I I hope that you can, but I think if you will pick one area, if you say, you know what this year in this area, Hmm. in the area of worship, in the area of prayer, in the area, um, in the area of serving in the area of giving, um, in this area, this is where I want to grow. I I think if you will get real specific and choose one area that you're going to work out your faith in this year, I think that will really, really help. Uh, We don't talk about it Sunday, but you know our strategy for people to grow spiritually that we talk about every time that we have a, a get connected gathering, as we say, listen, we have, we have four things that you need to do to feed your soul. One is experience worship weekly. Two is engage in authentic relationships mm-hmm. spiritually through small groups or some kind of community. Three is embrace serving. And four is be equipped with a spiritual growth plan. Now, Brandon, what we've realized through eight years um, is that people can come to church every Sunday, go to small group every time they have it, and and serve every time they're at church. And that doesn't necessarily mean they grow hmm. because they don't have that fourth E. They They haven't been equipped with. A spiritual health assessment where they say, this is the area I need to grow the most. And then great tools, resources, community, and accountability in those areas so that they can grow. So that fourth E is really, really important. But if people just do the fourth E, if they say, all right, this year I want to grow in worship. This year I want to grow in prayer. This year I want to grow in service. This year I want to grow in my generosity. Um, If they say, okay, I know where I want to grow but they're not engaged in weekly worship and they're not engaged in community and they're not engaged in serving. Um, You get a lot of head knowledge without heart movement and your faith can become really, really stale. At the same time, if your hands are always really, really busy, but your heart is not pursuing growth, you can get a little stale. So really it's doing, it's doing all of it together. It's being fully engaged, fully involved, but intentionally pursuing an area or two of growth and that is all within the routine of you've got to be in the scriptures daily. You've got to have some kind of prayer life. Like we talked about a few weeks ago with Hezekiah, you got to have a place. you got to have a posture. you got to have a journal. You've got to have an understanding. Um, daily scriptures, daily prayer, I think are the two biggest things that feed your soul. Even when you're not hungry, um, you got to eat spiritually. And then being engaged in church, in small groups, in serving with an intentional plan to grow, will we'll just keep your soul moving in the right direction spiritually. Mm-hmm. So I would say find the area you need to grow, but then stay engaged in the community part of the church as well. And that helps people move spiritually. Well, let's
1: talk about finding that area that we, we probably need to experience the greatest spiritual growth. You mentioned on Sunday, a tool we're introducing to our small groups and to our small group leaders. We're We've called it the spiritual health assessment. Would you just talk for a moment what, what this assessment is about and uh, how this tool um, can help in the area of
0: spiritual growth? So, so, Brandon, really, so this is a tool you brought from your last church. And this right. came, uh, as I talked about a little bit in my message, you know, we've been meeting with, you know, more than 20 small group coaches who are engaging with nearly 100 small group leaders. And we're saying, what do you need? Um, mm-hmm. what do you care about? What do mm-hmm. we measure? And I and I think there's this there's this thought that hey, we man, we 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 love opening up our houses, we love talking about the Bible, we love having meals together, we love living in relationship. But boy, if people aren't growing spiritually, mm-hmm. we're not sure if it's all worth it. So we said, how do we measure it? And out of out of that conversation came the spiritual health assessment where really people just get to answer five or six questions about their heart and where they are spiritually in a few areas. And it kind of spits out an equation that says, here's how close you are to spiritual maturity. And maybe here, here's, here's the thing that you're furthest from uh, in your life, from looking like a really mature Jesus follower. Uh, and here's five or six ways that mm-hmm. you can do that. Um, it is a tremendous tool for accomplishing 1 Corinthians chapter 3, that God helps people to grow. God makes people grow. God wants people to grow. Mm -hmm. You say, well, how do I grow? This is a great tool to answer that question for you. I really believe that every Christian in our church who commits 30 minutes or so to go through this health assessment is going to have an answer of, Hey, here, um, here is what my heart here's, here's where my heart needs to move forward. And it's not really hard to listen to your heart, Brandon. We showed Penny Rank's baptism, um, a really, really special little girl in our church, that when God spoke to her heart about her baptism, regardless of the obstacles that she had to overcome, she could not deny that God had spoken to her heart. Her parents could not deny that God has spoken to her heart. We had a great quote from Oswald Chambers. It says, there's this insistence Mm
1: -hmm. building
0: inside you. And I believe if our people will take that, um, that spiritual assessment, they'll see exactly where God's already been worship, uh, whispering to their heart, and there will be this insistence in their spirit that this is an area mm. you need to take steps forward in. And then it, and then it comes down to: um, Will I be obedient? Will I be committed? Will I be accountable? And I think if you are, you're going to see 2020 being a year of spiritual movement in your life where people will grow. I'm really, really excited about this tool and helping people take tangible, measurable steps of spiritual growth in 2020. That's good. I appreciate the thought that you mentioned
1: on accountability. There's no better place to do this assessment than within a small group um, so that you can get that accountability. and, And really, it's hard to grow spiritually unless you're connected relationally as Pastor Andy Andy Stanley says often. So, no doubt so no important doubt. well let's uh let's wrap up today's uh podcast with with this thought um that you mentioned in your message that I absolutely loved god's movement in the lives of its people was always for the mission of his heart for the world um as you pointed out pastor christian god has a great mission for all of us and when I read that um, this morning, I remember the line from all of the Mission Impossible movies. The, this mission, should you choose to accept it? Yeah. Here's my question, Pastor Christian. For for Christians, is God's great mission an opt-in? Uh, and if it's not an option, which part of the mission um, that you mentioned this Sunday, the great commandment, the great compassion, the great commission, should Christians pursue first if they have felt like they've neglected to engage in the mission. Any thoughts on that?
0: So, yeah, so that's a great question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clarify it so that my head hears it real clearly. Sure, if you sure. are a follower of Jesus, yes. do you get to choose whether or not you want to follow God's mission? The answer is no. Right. Um, if you are a follower of Jesus, you have committed to follow God's mission. When you offer to surrender your heart, your life, your will, your way for Jesus' heart, Jesus' life, Jesus' will. Jesus way. Um, so no, it's, it's not opt in. It's, it's not a, Hey, if you, if you want to, it's a, it's a, you will, if you have Jesus, you will. Hmm. Uh, and you say, okay, well, which, which of the three love God, um, serve others or reach people, which, where should we start? If we, if we haven't, been following well, where do we start? Uh, I believe you always start at number one. Uh, Matthew twenty two thirty seven. 37, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. This is the first and greatest commandment. Sadly, we have some people who are really, really good at serving others, hmm. but they're limited in their faith because they don't love God with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. We have some people who might be really, really good at reaching others. Uh, boy, they'll share their faith with anyone, but it's more about their gift of evangelism than their love of Jesus. They don't love the Lord, their God, with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we'll have others who will say, "I just don't really want to serve others. Uh, I just don't feel compelled to reach others." Right. If that is if that is true, it's because your proximity to Jesus is not very close. Mm. So if you start with number one if you will lean into a relationship with God, we talked about this at at the Christmas service, right? The more you fall in love with someone, the more you are willing to do crazy things that you wouldn't normally do Mm -hmm. because of the heart of the one that you're in relationship with. And the closer you get to God, the more you will desire to serve others. The more you'll even see needs, you'll be aware of things. And the closer you get to God, the more you will desire for everyone else to know him like you know him, it'll just become vitally, vitally important. So we've been ministering to our guide and our bus driver all week long. You've been to Israel. Uh, you know not a lot of guides and bus drivers in the in the Holy Land um, are followers of Jesus, but they hang out with followers of Jesus all the time, and they hear all the stories, but often it's, it's head knowledge for them.
1: Hmm.
0: And our bus driver while we—I mean, just 30 minutes ago, uh, our bus driver while we were at the Garden Tomb having our communion— Got out of his bus to check that he wasn't parked illegally, and when he did, um, a young kid in a section of Jerusalem that he was in uh, jumped up and grabbed his cell phone through the open window by his driver's seat and took off running down the road. Wow! Um, Now this—I mean, this driver, awesome guy, um, doesn't speak a ton of English, hasn't interacted with us much. His his job is to drive the bus. We've tried to be as friendly to him as we could all week long. I'm sure his for for a living. He drives, drives people around. He's from the Galilee region, drives people around all day, every day. So he comes busting into the garden to him um, and finds pastor, pastor. Um, and I mean, he is, he's beside himself, tears running down his face. Wow. He said, Where, where's, where's Ellie? Ellie's our guy. Where's Ellie? where's Ellie? Where's Ellie? And I said, I'll take you to him. And I said, is everything okay? And he just you know starts crying. He says, someone stole my phone. Someone reached in, and stole my phone. I don't know what I'm going to do um, a a phone for him probably costs several weeks of work. Yeah. So he goes and tells our guide, they, you know, call the local police and begin to file a police report. And our guide comes back and my, my heart just instantly, I felt like God instantly spoke to my heart and said, you need to help this guy. You've been talking about Jesus all week long now show him. Wow. So I asked our guide, I said, would it, would it be appropriate for our group to take up a collection and to give it to him so he could buy a new cell phone um, today so that he doesn't have to be without a phone for the next two days away from his family. The other day it was and his little girls from the bus. We got a no chance to wave to him. And our guide looked at us. Um, they, our guide looked at me. And it, I mean, it was almost like you could see the scales fall from his eyes. He looked at me like he hasn't looked at me all week long. And he just said, that would um, that would be un- unbelievably kind, but you don't have to do that. And I said, I think it would be in honor for our people. So we get back on the bus, he's still wiping tears out of his eyes as he's driving us back to the hotel. And I just got on the microphone and I said guys, our driver has safely got us around Israel all week long and he's just had his phone stolen. His heart is broken. And I said we're going to take up a collection and you don't have to give, but my goal is in the next few minutes that we can give our driver enough money that he can buy a new phone so he can talk to his his wife and his daughters tonight. Hmm. Um, so Scott takes off his hat, Kendrian literally walks the aisle. We, we pass the hat, um, <laughs> and in 60 seconds, uh, raised enough money for this guy to buy a new phone. Wow. And I just went down there while he's driving us back. And I just said, Harm- uh, Harmudi, I said, our, uh, our love for Jesus tells us to take care of one another. You've taken care of us all week long and now we want to take care of you. And he just started bawling and he just said, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, What we got a chance to do was just breathe Jesus. And when you get really close to God and you begin to hear his voice, what you realize is every day there's somebody whose life yours intersects with that you can put your hand on their shoulder and say, because of what Jesus has done in me, Mm -hmm. here's how I can serve you. And that action at the exact same time will be loving God, serving someone and reaching someone. Mm. And if we can get our lives to that position through spiritual movement and living on mission, uh, Brandon, God would change our world. He would absolutely change our world. A lot of people have all the head knowledge of Jesus that they need to have. Now they need to see the church in action. They need to see his people in action. And hopefully our church will move in that direction In this new year, we've done it. Uh, Forty-three of us just did it about thirty minutes ago. My prayer is that everyone in our church will live with that posture every day of their life. And revival might come to our community as people don't hear about Jesus, but they begin to experience Him in action through His people. Hmm. Well, thank you for sharing that story. I know
1: that's super fresh. It's probably the first time you've shared it already. So, what? It is. Yeah. Powerful. What a powerful story. So, way to go, man. Well, Pastor Christian, I know you need to get back with the team in Israel, maybe have a little bit of dinner. So thanks for carving out a few moments of your day to to record this podcast. And we'll pray you home, man. Safe travels home. We want to thank you for listening today as well. If this podcast has been a useful resource for you in any way, we would love to encourage you to take a few moments to rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to. This really helps us get the word out about this incredible resource. We look forward to catching you next time on the Activate Podcast, where we challenge you to build a faith that is active.
0: Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. We would love for you to help us get the word out about this resource. Don't forget to share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.